Hey folks, welcome to this episode of the Everyday Millionaire Podcast and the Mindset Matters Edition, where I'm joined by my wife and Olympic mental performance coach, Stephanie Hanlon-Francie. Together, Stephanie and I engage in a conversation about different aspects of what we refer to as Mindset Matters. We believe that we're living in and through one of the most impactful global events in history. And let's face it, few have trained for or are equipped to deal with the life that is unfolding before them. The need to pivot in your business, your career, or perhaps deal with shifting family dynamics lies before many. We hope to inspire you to ask yourself questions or pause to consider how you view your world, your life. We'll invite you to check in on where you are on your journey, and are you still clear on your intended destination, or has it changed? Join us for this in our series of Mindset Matters. Listen in, enjoy. Stephanie Hanlon, welcome back. Mindset Matters, another episode. Good to have you home. Fun to be here. I missed you. Okay, for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, Stephanie was in France for the World Figure Skating Championships. That is post-Olympics every year. They do it about three weeks or a month after, which to me has always been a little bit mind-boggling. But anyways, you just got back from France and you guys had a huge run. Uh, You took the podium, gold, bronze, no, bronze, silver, gold, whatever order you wanted in. You took the podium. Yeah, we sure did. And uh, the athletes were in a stellar mental, physical, spiritual, emotional place. And you're right, you know, going off an Olympic journey, especially with In our case, we ended up with the gold and the bronze medal at at Olympic Games and fourth place and 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, and 19. And then for them to have to regroup in a couple of weeks, three weeks, rest, recover, reset, and then head into world championships. It was phenomenal. Yeah, and I guess it's interesting because... It does in some ways make sense because the, the the athletes are prime. You know, they don't get a chance. Well, they do, but, you know, they really are in peak physical condition, mental uh, condition. They, you know, they just came off an Olympics. So, and then they're still prepared to do the World Figure Skating Championships. Uh, don't need to get into the details of that so much right now, but I do want to uh, note that, you know, in Olympics, you did gold and bronze, did you say? And then Olympics, you did bronze, silver, gold. So you took the podium. Worlds, yeah. Yeah, we owned the whole podium. You owned the whole podium. But you also had, go ahead, go through the list. What place, what place, what place? Oh my gosh. So France, gold, US, silver, USA, bronze. And then there was uh, fourth and fifth. Uh, Then we ended up with six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 19 sorry, 18, 19, and we only had one team that didn't qualify, and that was their first Worlds, um, and that was New Zealand, and they still <laughs> skated the skate of their life. So every single uh, team we had uh, in the rhythm dance, which is the first part of the competition, had their probably nine out of 13 teams had their personal best. Okay, so stick with me here, folks, and uh, Stephanie. So, you know, just to give context to this, you know, first and foremost, it's great that Stephanie did what she did and that she got to be part, you know, to participate in this. And, you know, it almost seems like, of course, they're going to take the podium. They have 20 freaking teams or how many? 13. 13 teams. Don't exaggerate. I mean, 13 out of how many teams were competing? Uh, Well, 32, and then 20 made the top 10, and we had... Or sorry, 20, 20 made the, the free dance out of 32, and we had 10. Okay. 
Wow, that's like 50% of the field. Right, well, that's and that's very interesting. Now, what's interesting about that is the thing that I want to shine a light on here is this, is that several years ago, Stephanie and her partners in I Am, which is the Ice Academy of Montreal, Ice Academy of Montreal, created a business model where they created the space for world-class athletes to show up. And it was a, an idea that came from the concept that in this case, you have individuals that are competing, but they're, they're competing at a national level. For example, they're the best in Canada. They're the best in the U S they're either the best in some country, but when you're the best at something and you're training, who do you compare yourself to? How do you up your game when you're already the best? You know, that's a fundamental that was built on where the Ice Academy came to be was what if we put world-class athletes together with each other, even if they're competing against each other, which they do, but then you're on the ice, you know, the U.S. is with uh, France and France is with Bulgaria or no, Russia. No, no, no Russians, no Bulgarians. We're talking, we have Great Britain, we have Armenia, Lithuania, U.S., um, three teams from the U.S. actually. We've got two Canadian teams. Uh, we've got China, two te- uh, one now from China, Japan. So we really do have um, the best in the world. So they're the best in their country. And some of them don't have any other teams in their country to even train with. Yeah. So, so folks, here's the, the, you know, the concept is fairly, I think fairly simple, which is when you put yourself in an environment where those around you are as good or better, and you are then looking and going, holy cow, I thought I was great. I was the best in my country. Well, when you compare that to another country, mm, you're not so good. And all of a sudden you get on the same, in this case, ice surface, and you actually have a peer that you have a benchmark. You now know how good you are and how much harder you have to work and how much focused, how much more focused you need to remain. So that kind of gives the context for some of what we want to talk here today, which goes back to something that Rain has talked about, you know, the Real Estate Investment Network has talked about for many years, which is culture, environment, and network. Okay, that was really that. So, but this is a version of that, but a little bit different. So why don't you work off, first off, you talked about competitive and consciousness and- Cooperation, community. So there was this whole thing around, you know, over the years, how do we bring a community of world-class athletes together in the realm of ice dance, which is, you know, in figure skating, ice dance was always the most- you know, perceived to be corrupt. And there was, you know, judges that were cheating and people that were not ethically correct. And and it was one of those disciplines in sport that they were thinking of they were going to get rid of. But back in the, you know, early 2000s with my opportunity with my clients, Marie-France Dubray and Patrice Lausanne, they were very passionate about changing the world of sport because they saw what was going on. They knew what was going on. And it was difficult because their federation, Skate Canada, for example, wasn't able to make the changes that they needed to make in order to create an environment. This country is so big. It's so vast. There's 10 provinces and three territories or, you know, <laughs> we just don't have the ability to create national training centers in a way that the best coaches and the best skaters could could com- could train and then compete with and against each other. So when Mary France and Patrice got together and you helped us facilitate a, a workshop back in, I don't think, 2005, and we started talking about what would it look like if you could train 
the best in the world. And we thought at that time it would just be for Canada. Like we're very, lo- you know, very loyal, very patriotic. What would it look like if, if, if skaters didn't have to go to the U.S. or they didn't have to leave and go to France? What would it look like? So we didn't have the answers back then. And they went on tour and then you and I joined Rain and we moved on and moved to B.C. And one thing led to another. But what happened was th- those seeds got planted. And it was a very conscious conversation that came about onto, okay, well, what if? It's never been done before. Yes, well, actually it has, but it hasn't been done the way that it could be values-based. It could be values-based and attract the people that are going to fit and create an environment where not only, and we didn't need them to be best friends, but the environment that was created had to jive. It had the, the, the skaters had to resonate with each other. They had to have similar values where they could align on the things that they were doing and working hard and committing and knowing when they got to the competition, whether it was a Grand Prix event um, or a, an Olympic Games, is that they were going to really see what happened on the day and they were all committed to beating each other. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting because they're committed to beating each other and yet they're training together. And that But that's it, the collective consciousness of that kind. That's no different than Tony Robbins saying, you know, stand on the shoulders of giants. Why are you surrounding yourself with people that are that aren't as smart or smart, you know, you want to be the least smart person in the room. Yes. That was the whole thing with this environment. You know, when when you build it, you want to go somewhere where people are better than you. And if you're not, if you're, if your ego's too big or you don't have the, the, the resilience to, to stretch into going, Hey, I want to be that. And that's what happened, for example, with our great Brit- our team from Great Britain. They see themselves as champions already. They were, they were not even on the scene three years ago. And now they're, they're top six or seven in the world. And it's because they are training with the best in the world and they see themselves in that. So when you visualize and you see yourself in a future state, then your training and and the things that you do to plan start getting um, locked in in the moment. Now, and we're going to be talking about that. You know, when you, what Stephanie just said is that when you put yourself and see yourself in a future state, then what you do today makes all the difference for that future. So that's a little different conversation, but let's let's add some clarification here. So first off, you know, figure skating, there's a lot of disciplines within, or there's a number of disciplines within figure skating, you know, man's free and women's free and, and there's, uh, pairs, pairs and, and ice dance. And, yeah. So there's speed skating, there's ringette, there's hockey. The ice sports are, 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 are winter, especially in Canada. That's our, that's yeah. what we, what we drive for. But the point is, is that this is just one discipline. This is one national training center and now international training center. And, you know, you guys have now been approached by, other countries and other disciplines or other sports saying, how the heck do you guys do this? Because it's pretty remarkable because now this many years into it, you're starting to be noticed by other countries because you keep getting results and, you know, you and your team are, you know, the ones that are behind the kids on the podium and in the kiss and cry. And you're the ones that are really driving this initiative and you're attracting talent as in athletes wanting to come train. But also curiosity, you know, from the federations or different countries, they're saying, you know, how do you do this? How, how is it that you can have the best in the world? And every single team, for example, is unique. There's not a cookie cutter formula. So the choreographers, whether it's Mary France, uh, Roman, Guillaume, uh, Patrice, everybody who is choreographing these programs are looking at the individual person, then the individual team and pulling things out of them that may, they never may have even known was in there. So we're using sport, in this case, ice dance as a vehicle 
for these athletes to get to know themselves. And I call that the champion's journey and the process that I use in this particular, and you know, I bake it in on an ongoing basis, but I call it the courage to be a champion. So if you're listening along and you, you're still tuned in here, understand that we're going to link this to what this all means, because really what this is, is behind the technical, behind the physical, behind the, I guess, uh, all the how to's, right? Choreography. Not just about sport. Yeah. All the how to, because along the way, these kids have lives, you know, over many, many years, they've got all the, the great things that happen in life and relationships, and then they have tragedies and then they have injuries and they have all sorts of stuff that happens and built in all behind that, of course, is the conversation around mindset. How do we deal with the things that are happening with us on the day to day basis and month to month? And when you're trying to be the best in the world at what you do, uh, you're working backwards from a pretty big goal, a pretty major outcome. And so you're looking at all of the things that it takes to do that. And it's not easy. But if you are, as we've said many times, are you okay to be on the journey? Can you embrace the journey? Now, uh, the courage to be a champion, you have a model, or at least the framework for a model called the 15 C's. Right. Do you want to just do quick run through of that sure, list? Sure. So being a conscious champion, you know, it's like, how do you choose to be the best in the world at something? Well, first of all, you have to decide you want to be the best in the world at something. And in this case, it's ice dance. So it's the 15 C's to being a conscious champion. So the first one, the first C, I'm just going to run through them quickly. And then if we want to break them down or sure. you find them creative. So the first one is create. You need to create your reality. You have to decide what it is that you want. Number two, you have to compete. You got to play to win. If you're going to be in this environment, you got to play to win. So you need to know the difference between playing, being recreational, competing, and competing to win. Next one is courage. Do you have the courage to be a champion? Because you are going to get dragged through the mud physically, emotionally, spiritually. Your adversity quotient is going to be challenged. Your emotional stability, your intellect, everything is going to be challenged to take it to the next level. Next one is character. When you talk about character, and I'm talking about aim high, like really define your character. Next one is clarity. Then we talk about confidence. Confidence. That's a word I'd like to break down later because it's it's such an illusion for some people. The the next one is composure. You know, in the root of the word composure, P-O-S is positive. So when you see an athlete that's just been through something that's negative or has had an adverse result, how composed are they? So that's P-O-S, meaning can they stay positive under adversity. The next one is closure. They have to finish what they start. So for example, in ice dance, we have the rhythm dance. And then sometimes the next day is the free dance. They have to close that energetically and emotionally, physically with the adrenaline in their body, whether they had a great skate or not a great skate, they have to then compete the next day. Mm -hmm. The competition's not over. So they have to have the ability to close. And we do that very consciously. The next one is class. And what I mean by class, it's respect, self-respect. You have to give it, but you also have to give it to others, self and others. Next one is credit. Give it where it's due. When you're standing on the podium or you're in the press conference, what I've discovered with our athletes is because they are understanding this champion's journey, when they, when they are giving the accolades, they also give credit to where it's due, whether it's to their families, their parents, their partners, their coaches. So don't, they don't just stand up there in their ego. They give credit where it's due. Next one is charisma. There's something, there's an it factor. 
in a champion's journey, charisma. And that comes from truly identifying and knowing themselves, or in my world, I love the know thyself. Next one is completion. So it's different than closure. Completion is finding solutions because stuff's going to happen throughout the journey. And if you are leaving things wide open and you're not finding solutions to issues, then we call that an energy leak. Then the next one is community. You have to find a way to contribute. And that's what's interesting about Ice Academy Montreal is that they've built a community. Not only are they competitors, but they're becoming friends. Uh, some of them are becoming lovers. Some of them are getting married. Um, some of them, you know, are, are not friends. Some of them are breaking up. But it's a true community. It's a microcosm of society. Mm -hmm. We don't pull out ice dance or the community and go, oh, yeah, you guys are super special. It's a microcosm of what's going on in our society. The next one is celebration. Own it fully. Win, loss, dry, whatever you did there, you showed up, you need to celebrate. And again, the last one, last C is choose. Choose to do it again or not. That's the journey of a conscious champion. So what I mean, there's so many things to talk about within that particular, those 15 C's. I mean, I love all 15 of those C's and within each one, you could kind of double click on it and go a little bit deeper in it. But when I look at the overarching and, you know, as much as we've said, you know, we often use athletes as a, you know, as a, you know, it's really a reflection of day-to-day -day life. And when you look at these 15 C's and you start to understand that they would apply in career, they would apply in business, they would imply, apply in every aspect of being a great parent, you know, a great friend, you know what I'm saying? A great significant other. Uh, when you start to break down those C's, they all apply. Well, but like you say all the time, it's context, right? And context is what creates the frame. And these 15 C's are the frame that, the athletes that I work with, the business people that I work with, understand that in within that frame, these 15 Cs, if you don't check these boxes, then you're going to miss out or there's going to be an energy leak or something that isn't going to be um, complete or give you the full experience. Because truly, when they're looking back on their careers, and we talk about future state, and we'll, we'll dig into that again in a, in a different podcast, but when you're looking back on your life and career, what boxes have you checked? Did you give yourself the opportunity to be the best in the world? Were you open to possibilities or were you just stuck in your fixed mindset? Well, this is how it's always been done in ice dance. So I'm never going to go from 10th to 5th or 5th to 1st. Well, this journey, the 15 C's to conscious champion energy is really truly about dropping that, surrendering to that and being vulnerable to something that might be different. What I really like about all of this is it goes back to a narrative that we share often, which is you have to have that open mindset. You cannot be of a fixed mindset. If you are of a fixed mindset, what we just said will land as this is ridiculous. Why am I even listening to this? And, you know, if you've got an open and a growth mindset, you're really looking at it going, okay, where does any of that apply to what I'm doing? Where am I? Because it's all you know, when we talk about community and competitiveness, we talk about consciousness and really it's being conscious. This is not about this is just the way I am or this is happening to me. It's really being aware and realizing that you're creating it. And so part of creating it is knowing what it is that you're trying to create. Now, when you look at these 15 C's that you just talked about, I mean, it really breaks down in a kind of a very 
a very fine way. Like it's not an overarching thing. Each one of these uh, you look at at any given day at any given time. And there's probably a little work to do. There's a little bit of awareness to bring to each of these at any given time. When you put yourself in an environment that allows you to see that, be that, have a benchmark for it, uh, it opens up a door for growth and being a conscious champion. Yeah. And that's really well said. Hun, is that when you said at the beginning, it's like, okay, you need to understand that you're creating, but you're also co-creating because the energy and the environment that is being created, for example, in Montreal or what we're trying to do in Edmonton with Pro Skate, Quantum Speed, Skating Success, what we're trying to do with Rain is to really create and co-create a reality that maybe it, maybe it doesn't exist right now. And maybe the, the environment that you've come from or someone's come from doesn't have, there's no proof. So what we're trying to do is create a conversation about what is possible. If you are truly, if we're, if our, if our life is a a reflection of how we view ourselves and a reflection of our values, then we as coaches and and for me as um, performance um, in the performance psychology world is that I have to create a story or help them create a story that says that you are responsible for creating your success, creating your reality. And you're not a victim to the hierarchy of sport or ice dance, or it's not going to happen in 20 years. What if it could happen in four? So we have to, I do, I have to create opportunities where the questions can be asked, the resistance can show up, um, the pushback, the no, that's not possible. You don't understand, Stephanie, this is the way it is. I'm this way. I'm too short. I'm too fat. I'm too whatever. They, they have all the same stories that we have as normal people. So we don't, I don't negate that. Here's something that, you know, if you're listening, you know, and thinking where this might apply. So let me give you a little bit of additional context is that you know, whether you've got a business or you're in a career, first and foremost, think about the environment that you work in day to day. Think about the environment that you have for your family day to day. Is that environment you know, nurturing? Is it an environment that allows you to feel fully expressed? Is it an environment that allows you to create? And to be challenged. And well, of course, and to be challenged. And does, does some the, do the others in that environment can they feel safe in challenging you or are you going to lose your shit or, you know, like, are you going to lose your mind because somebody looked at you and asked you a tough question? Like, why are you being this way? You know, so there's, there's a fundamental is that we talk often about community. We talk about culture. We talk about environment and then we talk about values. Now, for example, I am in the international ice Academy of Montreal is very clear that not all athletes come in there is just because you're the best in the world or the best in your country doesn't give you a, a hall pass. It doesn't make you like you're automatically in. You have to actually go through a process, an interview process. And one of the key things that they focus on is do we share common values? And within those common values is how you are in a community, how you are in the environment, as well as, you know, some of these 15 C's are going to be kind of first and foremost as like, okay, do you... It's like a filter system. Mm -hmm. Sadly, not, you're right. Some of the best skaters in in Canada, for example, have come to us and said, you know, we really want to compete and we want to be the best in the world and we want to train in your school. And they get a tryout and they go through an interview with the coaches and that's not a fit. Mm -hmm. And it's heartbreaking because, especially in Canada, we want to 
train Canadians. We want to bring them into this conversation. But what I've discovered for myself on my own journey and working with the athletes is that, you know, we are who we are. And if there's not an open or a growth mindset that comes with that particular team, then it can really create a negative experience for the rest. It, it, it can be, and I always say that there's no toxic environments, there's just toxic attitudes. And do we at this point, you know, can I fix a toxic attitude? Sometimes I can't because they're, they're coming from a place of very negative, of, of negativity, of maybe abuse, sadly. And um, they may not be willing and they may not even be willing to look exactly, at Exactly. But they just look at us and go, well, you can t- you know, teach me to be a champion. I'm like, actually, that's no. not how it works. Because what we know is people get in their own way. Yep. We all do. Everybody does. So, you know, when you think about that environment, you know, as as I say, you know, we, what we always try and do with this, you know, our intention behind this podcast is to be, bring great value, takeaways. So I'm always kind of focused on what you might take away from this. And, you know, when you think about environment and what you just talked about in what you're creating as an environment, and we've used this expression many times, which is, you know, high performance is a result of low tolerances. So in other words, what are you tolerating in your life that actually is uh, low vibration or a, uh, I guess you'd look at it that way, but what is it where, you know, where are you tolerating being mistreated? Where are you tolerating your own laziness or your own willingness to walk away from something rather than compete for it or fight for it? You know, what are you tolerating in terms of how you're treated by somebody or others. And, you know, that's also part of a high performance. That's also part of being a champion. It's also about if you're tolerating things that are taking you away from your goals, asking yourself or being asked, why would you do that? Why would you tolerate whether it's um, negativity or abuse or just to get a medal or just to stay in an environment? What it's been really important for us to identify that there is a healthy way to be a champion. There is a healthy, holistic way to be a champion. It doesn't mean you roll over and you, you know, you 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 put up with things. It's it's the opposite. It's about being willing to be misunderstood and saying, no, I'm not going to tolerate that. You say high performance is a function of low tolerance. In my world, excellence in performance is zero tolerance. Mm-hmm. Zero tolerance. So we have a, I have a zero tolerance policy around gossip, around abuse, around um, uh, shaming, body shaming, um, anything that has to do with something that will take an athlete out of their power, zero tolerance. Yeah, because your opinion of somebody is nobody's business. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, it drives me crazy. And, and, they, and the athletes, especially with the onset of social media and now they're branding themselves and they're having to do all these things that, you know, really put them out there. So if they don't know who they are and if they don't know what they stand for, it can be really damaging. So folks, you know, when you think about where do you ask yourself, do you have the courage to be a champion when we look at those 15 C's that Stephanie just talked about when we talk about and give you some insights into, you know, asking yourself, what do you tolerate? You know, are you setting yourself up for being successful or having the success you want by either creating the environment that you want or leaving the environment that you're in to go to a better and and find the environment that makes more sense? You know, it's often we talk, you know, we've talked about this in the past and you know, people that stay in a job that they absolutely hate, you know, they grind it out every day because the money's good or the benefits are good. Or and, it's easy. 
or or maybe it's easy without ever thinking about what would my life look like if I got out of this if I opened up to what I'm possible what's possible and what I'm capable of just by getting out of this environment and really rising to an occasion and allowing yourself to be creative to uh, gain the charisma or the courage and to you know the the gain the confidence because when we put ourselves in those environments when we allow ourselves to be in a toxic environment, that is something we're tolerating. And that's not where high performance lives. And it ripples out in all areas of our life. So it's something to think about when it comes to careers, when it comes to partnerships, when it comes to friendships, we have to think in those terms. That's well, yeah, you said that very well. And and one of the, you know, as we kind of bring this in for a landing, one of the words I want to unpack is confidence. Mm. Because it is right in the middle. It's one of the big C's and, and if you're a parent out there and you want your child to be confident or you're, you're an athlete or you're somebody going in for a deal or you want to present something to the bank, you want, you're thinking, I just need some confidence. I just need, I just need more information or tell me how and confidence, confidence, confidence. Well, the truth is confidence is borrowed. Mm. We don't, confidence isn't even a thing. Rarely owned. It's rarely owned because situationally everything's different and we're going to put ourselves out. Like think of a, an ice dance competition or a, a race or something. Every single one is completely different. It's brand new. You can't draw on what happened last year at Worlds or four Olympics ago or whatever. You try to, and that's our, our ego and our mind, you know, tricks us to think that we can. So what confidence is when I really really had to dig into this because I would have parents or coaches saying, I just, you, I need you to help them build their confidence. And I'm like, I can't do that. If you have not failed or if you've not let your child or your skater or your athlete fail and have the result of that failure so they can pick themselves up and brush themselves off and go, I got this, I can do this. Or you just say, you know, you know no, it's fine, fine. Here's your red ribbon. You don't you really have to try again. But that's not where confidence lives. Confidence if you break the word down and you look at the root of the word confidence is F-I-D, FID, F-I-D. And FID is the root of the Latin word fidelity, FID, fidelity. And what does fidelity mean? It means being faithful. So when I broke it down all the way, it was being faithful to my training, faithful to my plan, faithful to the outcome that I wanted without worrying about, okay, this is just a misstep. I can just pick myself up. And then when I need to, I can borrow confidence from the champions that are around me that have been through this before, who've fallen down, who've had to get back up again, who've had massive adversity. If you would know, someday we may talk about the levels of adversity that have come through just through our businesses or through the Ice Academy of Montreal. Every single individual has had to draw on their FID and when I say fit, I'm not kidding. It's, are they faithful to their plan, to their outcome? Are they faithful to the training, to the coaches? Can they rely? Can their body memory, can their cells remember when the, something's going down, whether it's a, right now the pandemic having to deal with bubbles and testing and training, but still trust themselves. And that's what confidence is. Confid, it's being faithful. You know, it's interesting when we talk about confidence and, you know, as coaches ourselves, you know, how many times have we said to somebody, you got this, you, you know, get out of your own way, you got this. And it's like, well, what if I fall down? What if I don't make it? Yep. Yeah, you'll get back up. You'll get back up and you'll do it again and you'll do it better. You know, the thing, it's interesting, I, I related to having a, a trainer myself, a you know, over the years, a, a personal trainer in the gym, is that 
they are sometimes way more or way better equipped to tell me what I can and can't do, you know? So, you know, I'll go to, you know, lift a, you know, weights or I'll go to squat a rack or whatever the case is. And I'm going, okay, this is the, and they're going, no, 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 dude, put another plate aside or put another nickel aside or whatever the, the, the conversation might be is up the game. You go, you can do this. I know you can do this where I'm telling myself I can't, they're going, no, you can do this. And then of course I do it. And then all of a sudden I go, oh, that was easy or maybe not, but I did it. So I just gained confidence because they pushed me through the level that I have. So that's 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 some of what coaching does, right? Is that you're borrowing confidence from a coach in some cases, you know, that are... Or real- somebody that can see what you don't see because we get in our own way. We've mm-hmm. got all these blind spots. And of course, in, in sport, we're looking at history and we're looking at things that have come before us and this is how it is. And especially a judge sport, whether it's gymnastics or figure skating, we have all this... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it, trauma. And mm-hmm. the tr- body remembers trauma. And body remembers trauma. It remembers trauma. So yeah. what happens is we, that becomes our limit or our governor in what they believe is possible. And my commitment is limitless possibilities. I want to be on the journey with a conscious champion. Does that mean perfect? No. Does that mean it's going to? No. But if we strive per- for perfection, maybe we just land on excellence. Beautiful. Well, Stephanie, congratulations again. Good to have you home from France. It was a crazy 10 days not having you here, but we all, we survived. We survived, me and the dogs. We did survive. <laughs> you and your, and your girls, you got Jadeen and you got Char and you got the <laughs> I, dogs. I'm and... so supportive. It's crazy. <laughs> so folks, you know, our commitment always is to have these Mindset Matters episodes, bring you some value, bring you some insights, you know, stretch your brain into how you're thinking. If you really want to dig into this, we are launching our shift coaching program in May, and you can learn more about it on ishiftthinking.ca or the Everyday Millionaire podcast. There's usually a drop down in there and you can look and see if you're interested in, uh, it's an application process. So uh, if you're interested- Yeah, not everybody gets in. Not everybody gets in. you know what? It's It's the same thing. It's a breakdown of uh, small group and individual coaching as required. But the point is, is that if you're interested in really digging into what you're capable of, you know, please- Take a look at ishiftthinking.ca or the everydaymillionaire.com and uh, take a look at registering, see if you're interested in the program. All right. Well, let's do quickly the 15 C's. Ready? Create, compete, courage, character, clarity, confidence, composure, closure, class, credit, charisma, completion, community, celebration, and choose. Choose to do it again or not. So choose to listen to this choose to get through all of it with us choose to join us at shift or not or not Stephanie Hanlon thank you so much and uh, folks I'm already brain is fired up for the next episode because this uh, gave me some great ideas and uh, I think we're gonna hit it out of the park next episode mm, thanks fun. that was fun that was fun hun it's fun hun thanks <laughs> I'm tired ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others, share with your friends. As it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener, if you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. 
And until next time, Patrick out.